What's up, what's up, what's up, everyone? This is your girl, Shanika Brown, and you're listening to the Black Girl Writing Podcast, where I talk about writing, publishing, faith, being a God-fearing woman, and what it's like being an owner of a publishing company. Join me each week to be a part of a space that is for us and by us, where it gets real raw and all up in your face. You thought your voice didn't matter, but baby, it does. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the BGW Podcast. You are listening to your host, Shanika Brown, and let's just get into another episode. I hope you guys are excited excited as I am to be listening to this podcast because I'm excited to be telling you all these gems. I'm excited to let you guys know how to actually write your book. You know, I got the tea for you, okay? If nobody else got you, your girl Shanika got you, okay? So let's just hop into these tips But before we get into the tips, I want to talk about the scripture of the episode. Now, if you don't know, if I never mentioned this in the first episode, every single episode I'm going to be talking about a scripture or I'm going to read a scripture. Um, I feel like that's a way of, you know, reaching God's people, sharing God's word and giving you guys a scripture of the day. Because a lot of times we don't even read at least one scripture a day. We say we're supposed to read our Bible and they say, you know, you're supposed to read at least two to three, five hours or whatever it is of the word and to be in God's presence a day and you don't even get an hour. So I want to be that 2.5 seconds of you getting a scripture in if you do not have any type of scripture coming to your phone, you know, no prayer line, no anything. I want to be the one to give you a scripture. So the scripture is going to be coming from Habakkuk. And I know I pronounced that wrong and I can never say it right. And I tried to learn it before airing and before recording this episode, but it didn't work out so well. So it's chapter two, verse two. And it just basically says, write the vision and make it plain. Okay. I love that scripture. Um, It just speaks to me so well because it just basically is saying like, you know, write it down and make it plain. You know, it will come to pass when you write it down. It's not when you have it in your head or if you're telling other people. It's when you write it down and then execute is when everything is going to just fall into place. So if you have a vision to do anything, to write your book, write down the title that you have. Write down the theme. Write down the main topic. Write it all down because once you start writing it down and don't put it on your notes, on paper, Write it on paper because also in the scripture, it says they wrote it on the tablet, okay? Now, it's 2020 and we don't write on tablets, but we sure enough have pen and paper. So get out your pen and paper and start writing out the vision and make it plain. Okay, so let's get into the steps. So number one is make a plan or outline your book. So when it comes to outlining your book, you really have to be detailed. You have to be narrowed down. You have to niche down, niche down, however you say it. And you really have to pour into what your book is going to be about. So when you outline, what I like to do and what I teach all my clients to do is take out a piece of paper. I'm old school. I love pen and paper. I I would rather write than to type on my notes or on my computer because I feel like I don't look at it that often. I don't really look at my computer notes that often. I don't look at the docs unless I'm writing a book. So I know for sure if I have notebooks, I have index cards, and I have computer paper on my desk, I'm going to look at it no matter what. So my desk and my room is full of notebooks, index cards, and paper. Like, that's my life, okay? So if you ever wanted to gift me something, that's what it is. (laughs) So outline your book. So I want you to do is write down your book's topic. Now, whether it's about 
you being molested as a child, whether it's about your singleness journey, whether it's about your business and how to reach six figures in 30 days or how to sell a product or sell a service or whatever it is, I want you to write that down. And then next, I want you to write down how many words do you want to write now? Every book has a different amount of total words, but the most common for nonfiction writers is between 30,000 and 50,000. Now you can go more than that. And there are memoirs and stuff that's like 300 pages, but if that's not your goal, then that's not your goal. But I always say, give yourself at least 30,000 to 50,000 words as a total, as a whole. And that's between like 130 to like 200 and something pages. And which is great. That's like the perfect amount of pages for a book. I know if I have a book that's over 200 some pages, I most like it most likely I'm not reading it. Like for a fact, I'm not picking up Harry Potter. I'm I bought a book and it's called Children of the Blood and Bone or something like that. It's a fantasy book. It's a bunch of pages. I don't even like fantasy, but I bought it and it is on my bookshelf. And I'm dying inside because I'm like, I'm not reading that many pages. But anyway, I'm always going to get distracted on this podcast, just to let you guys know, okay? Now, when you're outlining your book, I want you to think about your topic, how many words, how many chapters you want to write. Um, you can write as many chapters as you want. I always say go for at least 10. That's the most common. You can do five chapters, but if you're going to do five chapters, that means your chapters have to be extra long. You have to add in more meat and potatoes in those chapters because you have less chapters. Um I wrote a fiction book. It was an urban fiction book, a romance novel, and it only had five chapters, but each chapter had about 20 pages. So it covered, it made up that room for it not having the 10 chapters. Um, When you are outlining your book, make sure you are being super detailed. Um, Tell me what you're writing about, why you want to write this, who you're writing this for, what stories you're going to tell. Be detailed. Write it all out. Write write everything. If you have to outline each chapter, chapter one, I'm going to talk about this story and I'm going to add in these inspirational topics. Boom. Chapter two, if I'm going to talk about the birth of my son and how it affected me and how fertility was hard. Boom. That's what you're going to write about. But be specific. Don't just say, I'm going to write about the being eight years old okay but what happened when you were eight years old like anything you could talk about anything anything could have happened you need to be detailed and narrow it down don't just make it broad and say I'm going to talk about giving birth okay what about giving birth did you have a c-section did you lose your child did you almost die did you need a transfusion like go into detail what are you talking about why are you talking about it how is this going to help the reader right because Nine times out of 10, this book is not for you. Whether you're writing it, whether you're healing from it when you're writing for it, writing about it, it's not about you. It's about your buyer. It's about the person you are trying to help, you're trying to reach, you're trying to impact, you're trying to influence. It is not about you. So if that's what you think, I need you to get that out of your mind because your book is not about you, okay? I am so sorry. You know, that's your baby, but it's not about you. It's about helping the person that's going to give you their hard-earned cash, okay? Like, that's it. That's what you need to think about. Put in the back of your mind. If you need to write it down, this book is not for me. Yes, it's for me, but it's to help other people. If God gave you the vision and told you, I need you to write this book about your life, or I need you to write this book about being a first lady 
who was constantly molested by the deacon of her church and she couldn't say anything because her pastor husband didn't believe her, then that is not just for you. That is for somebody else. That is to help somebody else, okay? God gave you the vision. He made you the stronger person and maybe somebody else in the world needs to read your book, needs to hear your story to help them heal, to help them get through the process because you are already healed from it. You have already been able to forgive, forget, let go and move on from it. And when you are writing a book, I just want to say this, please make sure you are healed from it. Please make sure you are able to actually write this book. Yes, it's going to be hard. Yes, you're going to have these moments where you just feel super vulnerable, but that that's okay. That is the best way to write your book because it also heals you in the process. You know, God gives us these these visions to do things and it's not just for us. It's not just also, and it is for us because sometimes he gives us things first because of he wants to teach us something and then he wants us to teach somebody else. So, you know, you got this, okay? So let's go into number two. So number two is to choose a theme. So now what I, what I mean about choosing a theme is like, it's not the topic of your book. So if your topic is about business, that's not your theme. Your theme would be like, what about business, right? So are you teaching them how to work a corporate job, run a business, and not be broke? That's like the theme. Like, so that that would be the theme. For another example is I'm writing a book and it's called Sincerely the Stupid Black Girl. Now, what is that about? Obviously, it's about the stupid black girl, I guess you would say. But I can't, I don't want to go into more detail of the book because I'm still in the process of writing it and I don't want to give out too much detail. But that's a little teaser. But the theme for my book is failing but succeeding in the end. So all my life, I felt like I failed at everything I did. I failed in school. I failed in in life in general. And I felt like everything I did touched or t- everything I did or touched turned to crap. Like nothing was successful at all until I reached the area of my life where everything was finally going right. I finally stepped into the path, into the journey of where I could be myself, where me not passing these grades and not and barely passing school helped me get to where I am to the success that I have. You know what I'm saying? And that's the theme of my book. Okay. I hope you guys understand this. If you don't, DM me because I definitely will help you guys get your themes going. Okay. Like I got you. Um, number three is to create a word count goal. Now, every book has a certain amount of words. Now, I always suggest people to write between 30,000 and 50,000. Of course, you can go to 90,000, 100,000, but nine times nine times out of 10, when you get to like 80,000, 90,000, 100,000, those are like fantasy books. Those are Harry Potter or young adult fantasy, like those type of books. You know how they're like super long and they're series? Think of those type of books. I know there are some type of not some nonfiction books that are really, really long. And if that's the way you want to go and where you want to take your book, be my guest. You know, everybody has that choice, that option. But I always suggest for new beginners to go between 30,000 and 50,000. And that keeps you in the range of like 140 pages to like 200 pages. It keeps it right in the middle. Like your book is long enough for someone to finish and to feel like inspired and motivated and feel like they can take on the same thing you've taken on and heal from it. And it's not 
so small where they feel like I spent $30 on this book and it was only 10 pages. Like I didn't feel like I got anything worth it. And sometimes you can write a 50K book and someone, and the book doesn't really feel like it was worth its money or worth even being released because it just wasn't good enough. You know what I'm saying? Because of the words. But we'll, we will get into that a whole nother time, okay? I will get into how to write a sellable book because um, it's not just about the title. It's not just about your success. It's not just about how good the marketing is. Like, yes, if you have good marketing, of course, you're going to make tons of sales and make tons of money. But at the end of the day, when those reviews come back and they're all negative reviews, it makes you look bad that your book was not as good as you said it was. Now you just took people's money just because your name was on it. You know what I'm saying? So a sellable book is more of in the words and not more in the making tons of sales and becoming a six-figure author, okay? So when you're into your word count goal, I the best your best bet is to figure out how many total words you want. So for an example, if I'm going to write 50,000 words, then that means I need to figure out how many days a week I'm going to write. So now, for an example, I'm going to take out my calculator and I'm going to do the math. So if I'm going to write a book that's 50,000 words, I'm going to type in 50,000 words, 50,000 in the calculator, and I'm going to divide it by how long I want to take to write my book. So for me, I'm going to say 30 days. Now, the number that you get in the calculator is going to be 1,000 666.667 or whatever. So round it up to 1,667 words. You're going to write 1,667 words every single day for 30 days. And then you're going to reach your 50K mark. Now let's do another. If you're going to do 35,000 and you want to write it in 60 days, you're going to divide that by 60. So that means Every day for 60 days, you have to write 584 words, which is not a lot. And neither is 2,000 and neither is 1,000. If you are outlined correctly, you can write these words every day. And I do suggest working on or working as a word count goal rather than writing in like sections or trying to write one whole paragraph or trying to write one whole chapter in a day. It doesn't work that way. You never consistently write every day it's always keep it always keeps you up oh I started then months later you're like I have writer's block or I can't do this I'm not motivated I'm stuck I don't know what else to say keeps you in those levels and it's time we're not going to be in those levels in 2020 okay I got y'all we're not going to be in those levels at all okay we're taking a little break, okay? Because I know everything I'm saying is a lot, and I hope you guys are taking it all in. I hope you guys even grabbed a piece of paper and pen, okay? Did a little old school stuff and started writing these notes down because a lot of this stuff, people don't know. And I want you guys to know these, and I want you guys to actually take into consideration what I'm saying and be able to work, be able to actually start writing your book. I don't want to just give you tips and you're like, all right, I, I know these tips. I want to be able to help you. So, but... During this break, I want you guys to head, scroll down into the show notes and sign up for my email list and download the freebies. It's um, how to write your book in 90 days playbook. I want you guys to really, I just want you guys to download this freebie, join my email list, get this freebie and really take in consideration 
um, the help and the resource that you need. Um, this is not just a regular, I got on YouTube, I got on Google and wrote these all down for you. It's really the things that I do and the tips that I use and the tips that I tell my clients to use. And they've gotten a lot of success out of these tips and I want you guys to get them too. So make sure you join my email list. Everything will be in the show notes below. And yeah, let's just get back into these tips. Okay, so number four is to have confidence. Now, I know a lot of us are new writers or some of us have written a book, but it wasn't a success and you want to write something that's better because, you know, in life we got to do better and be better. So have that confidence. Don't let whatever failures or whatever doubt you have hold you back. Just have confidence that you are going to be able to write the book that God has given you or that you have inside of you. Um... You got to have that confidence. A lot of times when we take on writing a book, it's a huge responsibility. It's like babysitting a child or it's like having a child. Like it's a responsibility. It's not just something you can play around with because it do- it doesn't really work like that. If you ever went to college or if you even in high school and you had to write essays and stuff, you cannot play around with an essay. You're not going to get a good grade if your teacher is asking you to do MLA format or asking you to do all these type of things and you just say, I'm just going to write whatever and I'm going to get an A, but then you come back with an F. You got to have that confidence, okay? So what I like to tell people is when to build that confidence is to shut off social media. Now, I mean not, and I don't mean as in like not to scroll, not to like, not to comment, not to do the things we're supposed to do in business. But what I'm saying is if you have people you look up to on social media and they're writing books, they're selling books, and you see them constantly on your timeline, unfollow them for the whatever how many months you're going to be writing your book. Unfollow them and then you could refollow them. Like it doesn't matter. They're not going to notice because they have 100,000 followers, 1 million followers. They're not going to miss you at all. So what I would say is unfollow them and don't go stalking their page while you're writing just to get that inspiration because you I don't want you to feel like you're not good enough and I don't want you to start feeling like your story is not good enough or you feeling like they're they're writing what I want to write or their book came out and that's exactly what I wanted to talk about but at the end of the day his audience is not your audience and some of them might be But nine times out of 10, this person's audience is not your audience because you two are two different people. You communicate different, you educate different, you entertain different. So your people will not be the same. They will not run over. They will not say, hey, I got his book. I'm not going to buy your book. Because at the end of the day, I like to learn the same type of information from different people to get different people's point of view. So you just never know. So if you have to unfollow those people to gain your confidence back, I say do it. And there's a lot of times where I just get off social media social media altogether and I'm like, yeah, I'm not getting back on there because I feel like I'm holding myself back from what I can produce. So whenever I feel like I'm not confident in what I'm saying or I'm not confident in what I feel like my story is or how good my story can be, I get off social media and I stop looking at people putting out books and becoming bestsellers. I can't do it. My I know. 
I literally have to get off the internet because I know if I keep seeing that every day, I'm going to feel some type of way. And I know what I can write and my story and my book is going to be bomb and it's going to be just as good as everybody else's. So I need to get off social media and clear my head, right? So I, that helps me gain my confidence. So whatever you have to do to gain that confidence back, I really suggest that you do it. So number five is write every day. So now that's getting back into your daily word count goals, write every day. Even if it's five sentences or like 10 sentences or a little paragraph, or even if it's just writing something to clear your head, make sure you get into the habit of writing every day. That way your brain and your body gets used to doing that activity. It's like exercising. You're not going to build that muscle if you only work out one day a week. And yes, you will, but super slowly, like it's not going to be a faster process as if you were exercising five times a day or seven times a week, I mean. So make sure you're writing every day, even if it's writing a blog post that you're not going to post, like write about anything, write, write an email for your email list. Um, write in your journal every night. If you feel like I need to just write out my thoughts and affirmations or whatever it is. Just write something every day. That way your your body and your mind gets used to it. And I don't mean different times of day every single day. I mean, if you're going to write your book at 8 o'clock in the morning, that's when you're going to start. Every single day you need to be writing at 8 o'clock. It gets your mind used to the routine of writing. It helps with writer's block. It doesn't keep you stuck. And that's a lot of that's another thing people don't really realize is that when your body gets used to doing something every day at the same time, that's when it starts to work better. Um, I know I was taking biotin. This is probably not, this is not on topic, but I was taking biotin to grow my hair before I cut it all off. And it's suggested and it I've noticed that it works better when I take it every day at night. Like I'm taking it at eight o'clock at night every day, putting on my alarm because it helps. It just keeps your body in tune with, I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but Doing it every single day definitely helps. I know for me, I'm a morning writer. Um, it's harder for me to focus and concentrate and to write more in the evening because by now, usually, my body is like shut down. And it's evening time, but I had a lot of time to relax today. So I'm I'm good and I could talk and I could talk all day. Like this podcast is probably going to be extra long because I'm like fueled up. But when it comes to writing, I write so much better between 8 a.m. and 1 p.m. And that's probably because I'm more awake at that time because I go to my day job and I'm like just up. So that could be it. But my body is trained to write better at between 8 a.m. and 1 p.m. Now I can bust out a lot of words. I can get my 10K done in the evening if I have to and at night. And I can stay up late and I can write. But it takes me longer than what it would in the morning. So make sure when you're writing every day, you're writing the same time or in the same atmosphere. If you like to write in your bed, make sure you're writing in your bed. If you write at your desk, make sure you're always writing at your desk. Don't really change up the area or the placement. If you have to listen to music, listen to music. Listen to the same type of genre. You know, keep that routine so that your body and your mind gets used to it, it gets trained, and you're able to produce more quality work. Number six. Don't give up, all right, honey? I know it's hard. I know life gets in the way. I know sometimes you feel like you can't do it, but listen, don't give up. 
Okay, you don't have to bust out your book in 30 days. You don't have to do it in eight weeks. If it takes you six months to write your book, so what? But just don't give up. Okay, my first book, it took me a year and some change to write my book. And that's on the count of me having all these difficult things. Like I was scammed by an editor, so it took me longer. Um, I lost my flash drive. I always lose a flash drive. I don't even know why I keep it on flash drives anymore, but I learned my lesson the last time I lost every single one of my books. So I have to start over. But my first book, it took me a year and some change. And I and that's because I wasn't in a rush. I didn't know my potential until I actually challenged myself to write a book in 30 days. But that doesn't mean because you see somebody else teaching or somebody else showing people how to write their book in eight weeks that you have to do it. You don't. Okay. If you have to take your time, take your time, but just don't give up. It doesn't matter how long you take. It's the fact that you made it to the finish line. Number seven is take a break. Now, I know a lot of people you hear, no, work till you die. Mm-mm, honey, okay. We're not working till we die. We're not writing till we die. I suggest taking a break. Um, even in one of my new programs, um, I suggest we rest. Like, we're not going to have an assignment this day. Like, first, we'll do our coaching calls or whatever. But my homework assignment for you is to relax. Take a break. Don't think about your book. And that also helps with writer's block. Because sometimes you're so caught up in trying to finish that your mind is not really, like, able to come up and to remember those stories or remember what you actually wanted to say. So I always take a break. Um, When I finish my book, I don't go straight to self-editing. I literally take like a week or two off and I don't think about the book at all. I'll binge watch TV shows. I'll read other books, but I take a break from what I'm working on because the more I try to pound my head into the story, the less I can write, the less the less everything like I it just take a break take a break because you deserve it like people I don't know why people feel like you have to work 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 and never get that rest or you work when you become successful or you rest when you become successful honestly I don't live by that I can't live by that if I live by that I would have no life I I wouldn't have friends I wouldn't have family I would literally probably be homeless, have a cat or something and eat peanut butter and jelly. Like I just work, work, work. I'll work myself to death. Like there will be no life in me. There'll be no personality. There'll be no nothing. Like you have to take the time just for yourself to breathe. You know what I'm saying? Like, even if you're like, all right, I'm gonna give myself one day not to write and not think about this book. Give yourself that one day. Like you deserve it. It's not all about trying to produce the best quality. It's not trying to make everything perfect. Like, no one is perfect. Remember, only God is perfect. That's it. Okay? So take a break. I'm giving you that. Number eight is to get a coach. Now, this is not self-promotion. This is not telling you to hire me as your coach. You can hire whoever you want. But what I'm saying is, make sure you get that accountability from someone who has either written a book, writes books, is an editor, somebody who can coach you, not your grandma, not your mom's mom's mom, brother from South Dakota, not your best friend's baby daddy, Marcus. No, you need to get someone in your life who has done the things that you want to do to one, hold you accountable to help you 
three to be in your corner because sometimes you can't talk to your best friend about writing a book because they don't know. Even if you have an English teacher and she teaches journalism, have her just like look over something. Have someone to talk to. Get that advice from someone. You don't want to just be doing it all by yourself and not knowing anything. And yes, you can learn from YouTube and Google and Pinterest and podcasts. But at the end of the day, if you don't have someone in your corner helping you or telling you how to do it, motivating you, it's going to take you a little longer or you're going to feel less qualified. So I do suggest hiring a coach. And number nine, the last tip is take your time. Stop rushing into doing this. I know I said that before, but it's really crucial. Stop rushing into doing it. Stop trying to be like everybody else and they mama. Like it's you and that's it. You're your only competition. You're not competing with anybody else. You're not competing. It's it's not a competition. Take your time, okay? Because the faster you try to write your book, it's not going to be good. And I'm telling you that out of experience. Like, it's not going to be good. It's not going to be your best work. It's not going to help the people that need it because you rushed it. Um, When I was writing Your Book is Trash, I was trying to rush and get it done. And you know what I did? I ended up losing all 40 pages that I had. Do I remember what I wrote? Absolutely not because I lost the outline as well. I think I threw it out like on purpose. Because I was like, you know what? You were rushing. This is not the vision that God gave you. And this is not what you had and what you wanted. You were trying to do what somebody else's vision was. And that's not your vision. So I had to learn to take my time and to really get it in order. And that's how I came up with Sincerely, The Stupid Black Girl. Um, Yes, I'm going to be teaching you how to write your book and publish as well in that book. But I wanted it to help someone. I wanted someone to know my story. I wanted someone to know my background. I didn't want to just be that coach that teaches lessons and gives you tips and tricks and knowledge. And that's it. Like I wanted you to really feel my pain, like to know how I, my journey, my writing journey, to see where I came from to where I'm at now. And I might not be at my fullest potential, but I am far along than I was in 2011. Like I wanted that time. So take your time. Um, this book, I'm taking my time. I do have a timeline, of course, like I'm going to get it done by that timeline, but I'm taking my time. I'm not rushing into it. I'm not publishing this book tomorrow. It won't be out. So don't be looking for it because I'm taking my time. And I suggest you to take your time as well. All right. All right. All right. I know I gave you guys a lot of meat and potatoes, but let's just wrap. So number one was make a plan outline. Number two was to choose a theme. Number three was to have a word count goal. So whether that was your total word count goal or your daily word count goal, we need that. Um, Number four was to have confidence in yourself, okay? Number five was to write every day, like literally every day, no matter what. Number six was don't give up because you got this girl. Number seven was to take a break because you need to breathe and relax. Number eight was to get a coach. You need that accountability. And number nine was to take your time. Literally, slow and steady wins the race. Okay, and that concludes this episode. I hope you guys really enjoyed this. Um, I enjoyed talking to you guys about this. I know sometimes I speak a little fast and I'm just like all over the place, but I hope you guys really got to understand what it takes to actually writing your book. Um, 
the cheat code. This is like the simplest cheat code I can tell you within these amount of minutes. Um, if you guys enjoyed this, make sure you rate this because when people are finding this podcast, I want them to know that this is a bomb pop podcast. Okay. Like <laughs> rate us. Okay. Rate BGW. Um, also share it on Instagram, tag me at author SMB and let the people know what you just listened to. Let the people know that you just learned how to write your book. You know, if you really enjoyed this, I want to see you. I want you to post this on your Instagram. Like, easy as that. Post it on your stories, post it on your feed or whatever it is. I want you guys to share with the world that you are learning how to write your book in 2020 because we're not waiting till 21. We're getting it done in 2020. All right, that's all for now, and I will see you guys next week.